Tian is hailing from Guangzhou in China, but he is a Kiwi through and through. He has something of a kind of Taika Waititi spirit about him, this, this slightly rebellious humor streak. He's an actor, he's a humorist, he's a social commentator. And from his website, he seems to really encourage other people. There are some beautiful tributes to him. This is from a woman called Hannah. In a world where nearly everyone has no chill, Tian Tan has probably stolen it from all of us. I love that. And then she goes on to talk about how he's encouraging people to pursue their goals and not be phony. So I thought he's going to be a really interesting one to chat with on this podcast today. And welcome, Tian. Kia ora. Oh, hello. Oh my God, I feel like so pressured now. Like, oh my God, I'm this great guy. You've got like, to be no, chill. no, no, I'm just some dude. You know? It's really lovely, though. There is yeah. there was a beautiful tribute that really touched me on your site. It was from a guy who said, um, "I used to pump gas at the Z station in Highbrook, right, and yeah. you used to come in and offer me life advice." And then he goes on to say, "I'm following that advice now." Yeah. Is that part of what you want to do in life, really? touch lives, help other people find their truth, their path? Yeah, absolutely. What's made you want to do that so young? How old are you? I'm 27. Wow, it's beautiful. What's made you want to do that, Tian? Well, I don't know. I just feel like it's real like when you meet somebody and you realize you're not really doing what they want to do, it gets kind of like depressing to talk to, to them after a certain point. You're just kind of like, wow, like, Especially when there's someone that's quite talented and they have a lot of potential. It's like, oh my god, this guy is so cool. He can be this and do that and this. But then, because out of fear or whatever reason, they choose not to do that. And they kind of like limit their own potential and do something they don't really want to do. And every time I see that, it's almost like, I feel like a part of me dies. Kind of like, you know, like I shrivel. It's kind of like, wow. you know, it's like, it's like God or the higher self or the universe or whatever planted all these beautiful seeds into the earth to grow into beautiful uh, flowers or trees or whatever they want to grow into yet because out of fear or whatever reason these people are not growing into what they want to do so it's like to me it's almost like unacceptable in a way that people aren't being happy in, in, a, in a sense and I feel like when people try and pursue happiness or whatever they naturally fall into what they want to do the most and through doing what they want to do the most I feel like they will be able to give their gifts to the world which is why they were planted here in the first place and for them to not do that it's kind of like this is why the world is in incoherence is because people aren't doing things they want to do because they're out of fear or yeah whatever other excuse that makes such <laughs> beautiful sense there's a yeah. french writer voltaire and he mm. said man is born free mm. yeah but everywhere he's in chains yeah so you're seeing you're sensing this person's in chains yeah but how did you get out of chains because let's face it the mm. system has, I'm realizing more and more often the system is designed to put people in chains slowly year by year in school and, mm -hmm. and then when they qualify after school or whatever they're doing in jobs, slowly they start to let go of their dreams. Yeah. How did you keep it alive, Tian? What's your, what's your <laughs> secret? I don't know. I, I guess I've always been quite resilient to conforming. Like maybe it's a part of me where I'm like, oh, I'm too cool to be a part of the norm. Therefore, it's, you know, um, but I don't know. I, I guess I, I've always... Um, enjoyed being able to um, see outside of the norm. E even when I was quite young, I, I could always see how um, like other kids would, would do things that were just patterns or um, things they've learned from other kids. And I'm kind of like, whoa, they're only doing that because of that. They don't even realize it. They probably won't ever realize it until they, until they grow up. So ever since I, had, was it, I was young, I, I felt like I had this awareness of, um, of truth, like whether or not a person is living in truth or whether they are just putting on a facade or they're just living through patterns. 
And um, I know when I live in my truth and just be me, that's when I'm the happiest and I, that's when I feel the freest. So, yeah, I, and it's like, if I, because I, I do find myself in the past, I mean, often actually, where I find I'm not living in, in my truth. And if I go down a path that's not my truth, after a certain point, I just feel really bad. You know, I feel really depressed or I feel really this and that. I, I, I start experiencing like negative emotions and then I'm kind of like, oh my God. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Holy shit. You know, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm bullshitting myself. And then I kind of ricochet back into my own path. I'm like, okay, there it is. That feels good. So yeah, it's like if I don't follow my own truth, naturally I start feeling shitty and shitty and shittier. So it's almost like a way for me to, um, to be happy is, is, is to be me. It's stunning. <laughs> I love these answers. But as a child, were yeah. your parents very strict with you or were they encouraging you to speak up? Did you come from a family where they spoke truth? No, um, or were no, they pretending a bit? Not, conforming? Um, that they were pretty normal, I'd say, like growing up. Like they, they weren't one or the other, I would say. Um, Did you grow up in Guangzhou or here? Oh, so yeah, I, I moved here when I was seven. So, seven years so, old. So until yeah. then, I was in Guangzhou. Yeah. yeah. So do you remember that clearly? Those those first seven years? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember it. Yeah. And what was, was that like? Wasn't it demands of conforming in that kind of society even oh, maybe yeah. more than here? Oh, for sure. Like in China, like if you go to school, it's like you don't get, like, because you know, you, you, like, oh, my, oh, like the contrast was crazy. Like you go to school in China, it's like you don't get treated as a child. You get treated as like a soldier. You know, like everybody has, like you know, like you, you're like. Well, yeah, I was like six or seven. Um, you, you, everyone would wear uniforms. You know, no one wears uniforms here in primary, right? You just run around like a happy child. But you know, like, and, and it's so strict. The uniform guidelines. You, you know, you have a um, like a scarf, like a thing, like a thing, and it's like. And when you walk in, it's almost like you have to salute the teachers, like you were in the army. You know, so it's <laughs> like if you didn't conform and you didn't um, do what the authority told you to do, it's like a huge slap on the wrist, like almost straight away. So everyone learnt. Um, yeah, to to really just um, conform to the to the you know to the man or and so yeah. contrast that with coming to New Zealand at seven. What was that like for it was, you? It was really weird because I got here and all these kids were like running free and like they didn't wear shoes, which in China is like insane. It's like you don't run around barefoot in China, like but here it's just kids are running free. I'm just kind of like, what the heck? It's like going from this like super city into like the country, and that's like <laughs> the speed just drastically changed, mm-hmm. um, which is something I I had to learn to adjust to. And I and it's something I learned that it's something really great as well because you have a sense of freedom in, in New Zealand that you wouldn't have from from China, which is one of the big reasons why um, my parents wanted to move me to China to grow up. Did so you to New Zealand? Did you speak English when you first came to New Zealand? No, absolutely none. So yeah, that that first year was interesting, but everyone was very supportive and like teaching me English and stuff. Oh, that's beautiful. So yeah. you didn't hit racism or, or or blackness because you didn't fit in with the language at that stage. You hit you you met support. You found support here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, especially when you're like seven, no one's really racist, you know. So um, everyone was quite, um, yeah, very supportive. Like I remember the the first class I was in, there was like this one other Chinese person. He could speak a little bit of Mandarin, and then the teacher paired me up with him, and that was great. I was oh, thank God, you know, at least I have someone I could actually talk to. And yeah, yeah and then they would send me to like extra English classes to get better and stuff. And yeah. You you do pick up really quickly then. Yeah. So so did you miss China in those early days or did New Zealand become this as you say a kind of country heaven like I'm free here I can I can do what I want I can be who I want. Well, as a child you can't really do much anyway cuz you know outside of you know you can't just like uh, uh, fly off to another country or get in your car and drive off somewhere and like you know like bye mom and leaving home you know, <laughs> you know you're so very much confined to what your parents will allow you. Yeah. Um 
But I wouldn't be surprised if a child of, of your sort of character would have tried that on. I'm going to leave home now, Mum, because you're uh, quite an independent soul, aren't well, you? Well, I, I, I am now, but back then I was actually very shy and not actually oh, really? in my power now. Yeah. yeah. So actually back then I found it really hard to be in New Zealand because, um, cause because everything was so far apart, everything was so slow, I found it very hard to um, have fun because I felt like in China, you know, because everyone kind of live in this huge apartment complex. All the kids in there would be friends of each other. So yeah. anytime you want to ha hang out, you just run up to another level, be like, hey, what are you doing? And then you, you hang out. Whereas in, you know, in New Zealand, everyone lives quite far apart in different houses. It's like, it's not very easy to just run yes. and, and just have fun. So I found myself um, spending a lot more time, say with, with a computer, just playing games and stuff. And that was kind of how I um, spent a lot of my childhood in New Zealand when, I'm, when I was just at home, yeah. Interesting. So there was a bit yeah. of homesickness for China. Yeah, for sure. And so in terms of the activity and stuff to do. And, and the friends. But yeah. you made good friends, you, even with that shyness. Did you find it okay to make Kiwi friends yeah, quite yeah. early on? Well, yeah, I, I found like, well, in the beginning, yeah, like because I was kind of the foreigner, I was kind of like interesting just because I was foreign. So a lot of, you know, a lot of kids wanted to be friends with me and, and help me and stuff. So it's lovely. So cool. when did this powerful character that's you now this yeah. really free being. When did yeah. he start to emerge? Can you remember a feeling of that? Was it mm. was it was it through your secondary schooling when, if you like, a little bit of a rebellious character? Because that's something I've admired about you as well. Oh, thank you. There's a bit of a, re a rebel there. You'll speak mm. your truth at all costs. Mm, that mm. takes tremendous courage. Mm. So when did he start to emerge? I think probably when I started making videos, actually, and when I really started, you know, putting my voice out there for the whole world to hear. Um, yeah, because I, I, I do remember, um, I, I switched high schools at one point, um, like, for the first three years, I was in high school where, um, like, everyone around me was, like, really funny, and I, I always felt like I was the shy kid, so mm -hmm. I, I, I was never really, um, like, the funny one, um, but then when I moved to a, 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 the new school, it was kind of like, everyone else was more, like, they were a lot more calm and a lot more, like, um, civilized in a way that, but in a way that made them like less fun and energetic and funny. So then when I went from the first school to the second school, I found like that funniness that I, I always admired about everyone else, I was bringing that into the second school. And then in the second school, I'm like, oh, hey, I could make everybody else laugh, just like how everyone made me laugh in the previous school. And then eventually I was like, oh, hey, I'm kind of funny. This is great. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like people making, I like making people laugh. Like maybe I'm kind of good at it. Um, yeah, and then I started making videos because I saw people make videos on YouTube and I'm like, oh, that looks fun. Um, I want to be an actor, but I don't know what to do so I can make my own videos at least and just see what happens. Um, yeah, so, so I started doing that and as that got more and more and more, it got to a point where I felt like I was no longer expressing myself fully just through comedy videos, which is what I originally started doing. Um, and it was almost like a part of me felt like there, there was something wanting to get out, like a voice. Um, and I felt like that wasn't coming through through the comedy. So I remember, I think there was like one video where I, I just started kind of expressing my opinion about something. And um, in the beginning, I would be very like PC about it. Like I want to give the message in a way, you know, where I don't swear, everyone can accept it. It's, you know, it's coherent and it's articulate and everything, you know, that like even a five-year-old can, can um, and understand. Um, and I remember doing that, um, that video and after like 10 or something takes I just felt like you know what intellectually from a superficial point of view sure I've hit all the points but it just didn't feel right like there was something not there so I got so frustrated because I spent so much time making this video 
that I, uh, the next take, I was just like, you know what? Am I allowed to swear, by the way? You can say oh, okay, anything okay, you yeah, like. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was like... I think we saw exactly the word that was going to come out. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, fuck it. I'll just do whatever I want. It was just yeah. like... And, and, and I was like, oh my God. I, I cannot believe I spewed all these like profanities into this message. Um, um, and I was like, oh my God. Like people will think I'm an asshole or I'm rude or whatever. Um, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I spent so much time making this video. I'm just going to put it up. And I ended up putting it up. And what I realized was people actually really liked it because it was really funny. It was really authentic. It was just me kind of expressing my truth, even if there was a little bit of swearing, maybe it was a little bit rude to some people. But for the most part, people really liked how, um, how much I, I did swear and how authentic and truthful I was. And that was almost like kind of an indication to me that, oh, um, I can actually be myself at my worst that I thought I was being. And people will still like me, if not actually like me more. So when that started happening, I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, let's experiment more of being TN to its full potential and see what happens. And that's yeah. what comes across more than just the swear words or yeah. whatever the profanity is. Mm. If, if you do that in a way that's showy or insincere, it's just as bad as any other language that's yeah. insincere. Exactly. But here it was part of a sincere outpouring of yeah. you. Exactly. And yeah. they happen to be in there. Yeah. So I think that's the mm. energy around it, isn't it? People yeah. pick up... In the end, people pick up the energy of yeah. somebody. Mm. So you're making a really real offering. Yeah. And then what do you do with the ones who do judge you and say, no, that's not enough, uh, good mm. enough, I don't like it, the comedy shouldn't be that rude or whatever. Yeah. You've done things that challenge. Yeah, How yeah. do you cope with that, the negative? Well, because okay, I, I kind of came to this conclusion where it's like, I, I'm never going to please everybody. Yes. You know, so it's like, I know that there's like, if I, I, I am more PC, maybe there's more... A, more people that will like me on a more general level but i rather appeal strongly to a niche and really make an impact on a niche of people that really understand me yes. than try and appeal to everybody and kind of have like a half-assed results with everybody so um yeah once i realized that i'm like well some people are just not going to be my audience like if they want a softer more um person then they can find someone else on like that on the internet but for me i'm going to appeal to the people that like me for me and those people are other people that I'll help and you know I, I don't feel like I need to be responsible for every single human being on earth you know so I'll just do my part the best I can and other people can do their part um, yeah the best they can. That's really beautiful Tian yeah. because that's what you're wanting to do it seems yeah. you're moving from more the acting and the comedy part yeah. to to really wanting to touch lives. Yeah. Have, have I read that right because it yeah. seemed a lot of people have been quite touched by what you've done. Yeah. What's happening in that space? What's that evolution yeah. for you? Yeah. What, what's brought you into this where I'd like to make a difference in other people's lives? Right. You referred to it earlier as helping people be as authentic as you are. Yeah. But is there something more than that? Do you want to help? Yeah. Do you want to become like a life coach? Is that something you'd like to move into? Oh, well, I thought I actually started giving like life advice calls to people on my, on, on, on my following. So I was like, hey, if you want to... If you want to just talk to me and talk about stuff. Stunning. Yeah, yeah. Stunning. And I had like maybe like 10 or so calls. And they've been really good. I really enjoyed all of them actually. Um, but What sorts yeah. of calls? Not naming any names. But what yeah. sorts of issues? Like people who are... We've got this huge suicide issue in New Zealand, which is right. people who are feeling out of touch with their authentic selves, as you say, yeah. and not knowing where to turn. Could you, yeah. could you help people who are feeling on that way down to depression? Have you had any of those? Yeah. So uh, I, I had people that were kind of like, yeah, they didn't really know what they were doing with their lives. And like, you know, they moved around, they tried things and they're like, I don't really want to do um, 
or, or they've been stuck in a position for a long time that's making them unhappy. So I was just kind of telling them, hey, um, you know, you, you don't have to be there if you don't want to. You can start exploring other things while you're still there just as a way to kind of taste what could be out there. And, you know, it doesn't mean you have to quit your job and just like say fuck you to your boss and leave the next day because that mm. might be a little bit unrealistic. But you can at least start um, shifting into the reality that you do want to live in by doing little things every day. Um, yeah, I guess that was one. That was beautiful. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and would you actually designate the activities or would they would they come back to you and say, Oh Tian, I've thought of this or I've I might mm. do this or I'm I'm making this tiny change. Would they follow up with you? Um I, I had some people follow up, but mostly it was it's been a one off and I just send them on their way and I hope they're they're, they're better, you know. And, and even if they don't have a drastic change, I just hope at least that one call they had with me would have, you know, raised their vibration up just a little bit more than not being with me and I feel like that's the best I could have done at that time. And what what yeah. other sorts of issues have you had? Have you had career advice in other ways, or relationship advice that you've been helping with? Well, I had I had a summary like I had I had both. So um, relationship as well, like and, and it's, it's it's interesting because the relationship problems that the people had was very similar to my relationship problems as well. And I was like, I'm I'm attracting people that are like me that had the same issues that go through the same problems that that I do and. So I, I kind of just told them my experiences and, and how I dealt with it. And yeah, I, I think some of them found solace in, in what I said and, and be able to relate. Um, they're like, oh my God, yeah, that's exactly how I feel and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, this is what I did. And I hopefully, you know, maybe if you do something similar, you'll, you'll get into a better position. Um, and other people, were, in terms of careers, it's like, I, I find a lot of people like, um, like say they do know what they want to do, but they tend to have a lot of like limiting beliefs in terms of, whether or not they can do it. So I had this guy who was like, um, like one thing he really wanted to do was just put up poems on, on the internet, just on Facebook or whatever. Um, and and I'm like, well, well, why haven't you done it yet? He's like, well, I don't feel like I'm good enough to be putting it out there. So then I asked him, like, have you seen anyone else, anybody else on the internet right now putting out poems that are equal or worse than your poems? And he was like, yeah, I, I definitely do feel like there are some people out there you know, whose poems that I can probably write better than, than these guys. And I'm like, well, how the fuck do these guys have the audacity to put out these bad poems, yet here you are thinking you're better than them, or, or you know, at an equal level, yet you're not doing it. So, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I tell him that, and he was like, oh my god, yeah, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Like, oh fuck, yeah, you're right, I have no excuse. And, you know, and, and he started putting out poems and stuff. So. Isn't it crazy? It's yeah. almost like some humans just need someone to say, I believe in you. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And I give you permission to be who you are. Yeah. Go and be it. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like that's all I'm doing. I'm not like some amazing life coach. I'm literally saying, look, you are good enough because there's some very concrete evidence that you are good enough. And here they are. And now you're free to do what you want. You've got yeah. a massive personality. What do you think <laughs> your big strengths are, though? What do you think your strengths are in life? Mm. What is it you bring to this world that's kind of uniquely Tian? Um, I feel like a, a sense of maybe optimism and expansion, mm. or uh, I don't know if that's too vague. Um, no, it's beautiful. Okay, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, or just Keep yeah, going. yeah, just understanding that um, yeah, through being authentic and being you, and just understanding who you are, um, that's the best way for you to to not only be happy but like to to help everybody around you and I just want to bring more of that optimistic energy to people to see that oh wow I really can be myself you know I, I really do have the potential it's just you know maybe I had all the, you know a little limiting belief here and there but 
at the end of the day, everything is possible. You can do fucking anything, you know? Like, you can do anything, yeah. You can fly, maybe, you know, if you, if you try hard enough and you learn to think. Yeah. <laughs> do you think the comedy, the comedy and getting yeah. people laughing has oh, yeah. really broken down? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. That. Thank you, that, that's good. That's a good thing to... Um, okay, so what I notice is like, um, yeah, comedy definitely does really help as a vessel to carry truthful messages because like, you know, there are gurus out there that speak the truth and everything they say is correct. But um, if you say it in a way that's kind of like too up in the air or high and mighty, well, you know, they're not trying to be high and mighty, but if the, if the concepts are too hard to understand just for the layman, then people switch off. But if you can kind of like use comedy as a way to ground the information and then you give it to people, it's like, it's like a bomb, man. It's like, not only does a comedy, like first, when, it's, when someone makes you laugh, it kind of disarms you in a way because you're kind of like, ha ha ha, and the inner child comes out and they're more receptive to anything else that comes. Um, and then it's like, because they are already in that kind of receptive state, you give them the information in a way that's more grounded and down to earth. They're so much more able to receive that than someone, you know, from a high horse kind of preaching down to them and saying, this is how you should live your life. Um, yeah, so I think comedy is, is good for There's such a beautiful passion in you and such yeah. a beautiful um, excitement about life. Mm. Have you had times when you're the opposite, where mm. you've, you've lost the passion, where you've felt depressed, where you've gone down and you, you know what it is to feel really low? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think I go through that quite a lot, especially this year even as well, a lot of dark, uh, dark, dark periods. And I, I think that's why I feel um, I need to kind of speak the, the, the messages that I do want to speak is because I've been there and I've gotten myself out of it and if only I'd heard what I was going to say um, you know at a time that I was feeling dark I would have loved to hear that so I'm like well maybe I didn't have someone at that time but I can at least be that someone for other people so yeah I, I yeah I, I really um, enjoy sharing those experiences with people uh, yeah because I know it helps yeah it's really honest and, that's, and it takes, mm. I've always felt it takes a real warrior spirit to be mm. vulnerable. It takes the strongest person to be vulnerable. Isn't that a paradox? Yeah. Like yeah. a weak person covers up their vulnerability. Yeah. But someone who's strong enough to say, absolutely, I've been there. I've been at my lowest. Mm. How, how have you got yourself out of it? How have you mm. worked with yourself? Right. We've talked about you working with others. But yeah. for someone who's feeling that right now, what do you say mm. to yourself in those dark moments? Um... Well, well, now I guess I have, like, just through a lot of learning and stuff, there's a bunch of tools that I, I use to kind of take myself out of um, dark times. Um, like, one of them just being, um, like, meditation is really good. Because, um, like, I think oftentimes when I get into a depressed or a a anxious state, like, oh, my God, everything is not going to work out. It, it's, it's usually because I think my mind, because I have quite a strong mind that, that likes to overthink, you know, and, and it starts creating all these realities that makes me feel like... I'm not going to be okay, I'm going to die kind of thing. And when you really calm down and you just kind of examine what is actually happening, you realize, oh, hold the fuck up. It's actually not that bad. And, and, and you start kind of, um, you go through the process of, of, of um, getting yourself out of the hole. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I, I started doing a lot more now um, after actually talking with um, Yozin is um, this concept of surrendering. So if, even if you are feeling kind of bad, like what I used to do is like, if I'm feeling depressed and I don't feel like doing work, yes. um, 
I, I, I'd beat myself up because I'm like, oh, you're not being productive enough. You know, you're not, you're not doing enough. And, and, and every day that I don't feel like doing work and I force myself to do work and I don't do enough, I, I just, I beat myself up even more. And that's a yeah. real monkey mind, yeah. bang a trick. You're yeah. not good enough and then you work and then that's not good enough. Yeah. And it just yeah. keeps going and going, doesn't it? Yeah. How do you get out of that yeah. and into so, this calm? Yeah, okay, so yeah. like, yeah, so it's like when you don't feel like doing something, it's almost like you, you, you got to tell yourself that it's okay to not do things sometimes. And it's like, you just have to surrender to that feeling of, no, I don't want to do stuff. And usually for me, when I go into those states, it's because I need to rest. It's because I've done so much that my, my system is like, okay, I need you to, I need to shut down for a few days and just relax and process everything. And if I actually give myself time to rest, I, I, I instantly feel like, oh my God, yay, I'm rested. I want to do stuff again, you know? But if I don't like, yeah, cause it's like, if I beat myself up for not doing enough while I need a rest, then the process of me feeling shit about myself just keeps going and going and going until I get to a point I'm like, oh. I don't feel like doing things. That's okay. It does you know, just because I don't do, do things maybe for a few days and just rest does not mean I'm not a person that's worthy of existing on this planet. Because I do have those thoughts where I'm like, if I'm not contributing enough, then why am I alive? Um, and I think it's like, sure, I, I think a part of you should kind of touch in with yourself in terms of like, okay, you know, I, I'm here uh, and I have a purpose. But at the same time, if you're so hard on yourself to be perfect every single day, that's also detrimental to you actually bringing your gifts, you know, to the max potential to the whole world, which is something, um, yeah, I, I, I guess I've, I, I've realized um, recently. That's really beautiful. If you watch yeah. nature, nature has a time of rest. Yeah. Nature yeah. has winter when everything kind of goes quiet and still. Yeah. And then there's this amazing bursting forward in spring. But I yeah. think we're meant to follow those patterns day exactly. to day or week to week. Yeah, yeah. We're meant to have quiet times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's your meditation form you use, mm -hmm. Chen? What, what mm -hmm. do you use? Um, well, I, I have guided meditations, I guess. Like sometimes I just yeah. find one off YouTube. Like, you know, like it's like heart coherence meditation or something and I look it up on YouTube or um, yeah or sometimes I listen to podcasts or audiobooks um, especially this guy recently I, I've been listening to is called Joe Dispenza and he does a lot of kind of like really cool like supernaturally like meditation like um, spiritual stuff which I really like and he has a lot of meditations himself so I've been doing a few of his meditations as well um, and I, I find I just kind of find a new meditation I just kind of jump from one to another and one to another and just it keeps it fun and, and, and I still get the really good results from each meditation so what are they the good results what do you get from it um, okay so definitely like a feeling that everything is going to be okay I think that, that that's the big um, thing that, that I really look for when I um, when I go through these experiences is because I, I often think, oh no, I'm not doing enough and nothing's going to be okay and blah, blah, blah. So when I do do a meditation, um, if I'm able to bring myself down to a level where I realize, oh, you know, everything is okay, it's calm, you have time, it will work out, you have all these people that support you, it's okay, it's all right. Um, that's a really big benefit yeah. for me. Um, yeah, and other things just like not being as anxious and being more calm in terms of like, just even socializing because I, I tend to be quite... I tend to get social anxiety when I talk to people sometimes, and um, especially if I don't go through a period of rest and meditation, I just feel like it gets more and more jittery. So when I go through meditation and stuff like that, I find, yeah, it just grounds me a lot more. 
See, that's a gift right yeah. there. There's so many people get that social anxiety and, yeah. and am I good enough to even go out and socialize and yeah. will I be accepted? And there you are. You're so honest. <laughs> so this is how you're touching people. Yeah. What's the work you're doing right now? Is, is, mm -hmm. What is the work you're talking about? Have you got another job as well mm -hmm. as creating these videos and having this fun and talking to people and mm -hmm. thinking about how you'll give back in other ways? Are you doing a day-to-day -day job as well just to get the money? Um, well, for now, well, I, I, I have this, this like voice acting gig that's kind of keeping me going by. But I, I, at the moment, I, I, am, I do need to look for a more consistent day job. Like the past maybe two years, it's been kind of like floating from one island to another. And I think that, <laughs> that creates anxiety in me because I don't know yeah. when, I, when the next gig will be. So um, right now, what I'm trying to do is, um, yeah, like, like trying to look for more consistent ways of making money, probably through the internet that... Um, that will still give me flexibility to pursue acting and do all these other things that I want to do. So right at the moment, no day job, but I'm looking for one. Yeah, if anybody's yeah. interested yeah, in, sure. in picking you up, what, yeah, would you, yeah. what would you be happy to do? Are you, are you uh -huh. happy to do all sorts of things, looking for, looking yeah. for lots of options? Uh, well, I, I just, as long as it's something that, that excites me, that like, like, oh, that sounds interesting and it, it allows me to grow, then yeah, I, I'd be very much interested in, in doing. Give me an example. Have you got something in mind yeah, you'd like oh, to do? Well, yeah, I mean, like there, um, because I, I made a post a while ago just saying like, oh, uh, you know, I'm on this creative journey and sometimes I worry about money. And then a, f a few people kind of messaged me and just gave me some ideas. Um, and this one girl was saying how you can teach English online, um, you know, yeah, to, to, to people and uh, kids in China, actually, most specifically. Brilliant. Yeah. So I've actually been like doing this like online certificate to get like an English teaching certificate. So then, yeah. So once that's done, I might apply to a few jobs and see how that goes. Because, yeah, because that you can just do by your by your computer, you know, just through Skype and... Fantastic! You know, so, yeah. And this is that whole engaging with social media in a yeah. really positive way, being yeah. able to put messages out that are honest. Yeah. Would you, Tian, in the yeah. long term like to be not, not a life coach? You said, yeah. I don't want to be a life coach before. Would yeah. you like to be someone who... Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about a lot of what you've said. The Dalai Lama once said to be yeah. truly happy. Yeah. It, it, there's only one path, and that is to help others. Yeah. So would you like to be someone whose life is about that? And if it is that path, yeah. have you got an image of what that would be? Would you train as a kind of coach of human beings? Maybe, yeah. Well, Because well, I, I, I feel like I, I would like to give out the, the same, like, maybe a uh, level of help one-on-one -on -one as I can on a global level. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, even if it's just me putting out uh, videos, you know, truths and videos to people and and just helping people through that way, um, you know, maybe it is just that. Maybe I'll create, I don't know, like a course or a school in the future or, or something. But, for, yeah, for, for now, I'm just kind of working on myself and figuring everything out I need to figure out. So by the time, I don't know, I need to talk to the whole planet about how to live your life, then, you know, I'm more prepared to, to do so. It's beautiful. At yeah. 27, I had a real flash of you and say five or 10 years doing yeah. a TEDx talk, you know, just yeah. really, really inspiring people, really yeah. up there on a the stage. I think you've got yeah. that personality to do it, yeah. but you've got the heart. You, yeah. you seem to constantly want to drop from your, your mind and your ego to the heart yeah. space. That's what's so powerful about you, Tien. Yeah. Is that something mm -hmm. you're aware of, that I want to let go of my ego? I don't want to do it for, for fame or even mm. necessarily for big money or for, for me, me, me. Yeah. I want to do it. I, I get a sense from you. I want to give back. It's really important. I'm mm. on this journey to give back something. Yeah, absolutely. To serve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, 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 and it, it's such like, it, it's something I realized when I, when I started making more videos to do with like kind of 
um, self-development or just me sharing something like the impact that I would have people in the comment section is so much more substantial and meaningful and like um, whole wholesome wholehearted more fulfilling in my heart feeling than like me making like some funny video about fidget spinners and it gets heaps of views and you know people are like tagging their friends and like oh watch this video and it's like sure they'll watch a one minute video about like some some funny thing then they'll just kind of you know, drift you know, on they'll drift on yeah, yeah. whereas it was like when i make a video that was way more like truthful and hard-hitting and and people are like and i changed their life it's kind of like yeah. you know like that's it that's like there's there's nothing comparable to that like you know, I don't care if my if my funny video gets 18 million views or, or whatever, but it's like if, if one video that only gets a thousand views but manages to change someone's life, like that's so much more delicious in a way for me than 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 the than the other thing. Oh, <laughs> I just want to I just want to sit and take that in. That is such a beautiful answer, and that and that if everybody could could tap into that in the work we do. Mm to really touch one life before yeah. we die, yeah. that's a life that's well lived and, yeah. and you're doing that. Thank you so much yeah. for talking to me today. Oh, thank you. Beautiful discussion, really yeah. inspiring. Thank you. Tian Tan. Thank you. Thank you.